0: it's time time once again for another thrilling episode of mark Mark out Out radio of mark out radio for the next hour sit back pull the stick out of your ass and enjoy be warned though smarks and internet know-it-alls will be offended annoyed and generally pissed off at what's about to happen to your ear holes you've been warned now mark out radio That's right. Welcome back to Markout Radio. I'm, of course, your little buddy, Mark Fox. Welcome back. Um, listen, last week there was a clash. <laughs> I'm not going to cover it in depth. We'll just go over it a little bit. Um, very high level <laughs> review of the pay per view. Uh, listen, it was in Denver, Colorado at the Denver Coliseum. 8,304 in attendance. 50 five thousand eight hundred and seventy six actually paid to be there a couple dark matches rough and ready dirty dick slater and mike enos defeated jim powers and mark Starr, and the nasty boys defeated bobby walker and mr jl main events of the card is that really the main event of the card that's not the main event of the card nice writing fucking producer boy all right the actual card itself ray mysterio jr defeats dean malenko in the first match to retain the cruiserweight title very cool, this delayed vertical suplex from Malenko to Mysterio. Pretty much all of Malenko's boring holds killed the crowd here in this episode, or this this match, sorry. Even Mike Taney had trouble making his offense exciting or interesting or even really that good. On the plus side, Ray's flippy-dippy stuff would bring back back the crowd and Mike Tenay into the action of the actual match. Uh, right after the pin, Heenan screams, talk about being jobbed, and then tries to cover it up by repeating that he was cheated over and over again so that was always awesome after they get dk vk wall street in brand new ring attire defeating jim duggan in three minutes 48 seconds uh rotunda spent the whole match adjusting his goddamn singlet bailing to the outside or taking bumps in what was looking like a total fucking job until duggan got his ball tape wrapped around the ref's arm and it helped pin him conan defeated the ultimate ultimo dragon i'm gonna call him ultimo dragon just because wcw sucks with ultimate dragon uh, with Sonny Ono in two minutes 57 seconds, another stiffy magoo performance by Conan. But at least there were some interesting holds that even the WCW Mexican wrestling expert Mike Taney had no idea what to call. But you know, Conan's such a great wrestler and all. Why the hell would he tell the announcers what those fucking moves are called? Ono gets a couple really solid work kicks in on Conan. That uh, of course he refused to sell. Conan then gets the pin by holding the tights, so at least it played to his current gimmick. Plus, Nick Patrick was the ref, so it played into Conan's eventual NWO turn. Spoiler alert. Medusa defeats Bull Nakano with Sonny in 2 minutes 42 seconds after the clusterfuck that was the Hog Wild match. We get to see this again, and it's just as stiff and botchy as ever. Eddie Guerrero defeats Diamond Dallas Page in a Lord of the Ring match in 4 minutes 20 seconds. Not even kidding. Some solid performing from both of these mid-card stars that really should have gotten a little more time on the card than it did. And let's not forget that excellent selling from the ref in the post-match accident as he gets fucking tossed over the top rope. I thought he had hung himself on the bottom rope. The Giant with Jimmy Hart defeats Chris Benoit with Miss Elizabeth and Woman in 23 seconds. No, no, seriously. Woman can't seem to get Benoit's vest off, which is kind of hard to believe at this point. Then Benoit eats a drop kick and a choke slam from the Giant to finish the job. Harlem Heat, Booker T, and C B Ray with Sister Sherry and Colonel Robert Parker for <laughs> are victorious versus Lex and Sting and the Steiners. and it, Well, you see, it, they're victorious in that they get to keep their title. The match itself was a no-contest match, and the reason why will come. The match itself was 13 minutes, 22 seconds. It was the battle of the gimmicks, from the Sherry-Parker bullshit to the Nick Patrick shenanigans and, of course, some outsider interference. But it still managed to get some actual good wrestling in as well as be entertaining. Nick Patrick calls for the DQ because the outsiders hit Luger, who was the legal man. Booker, who was in the ring with Scotty Steiner, wasn't. So Scotty was pinning the wrong guy. Now, obviously, whoever booked this shit knew that, but they didn't manage to let everybody else know. I wonder if it was Sullivan or Bischoff. I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point because the inmates really are running the asylum. Ric Flair with Miss Elizabeth and Woman defeats Hollywood Hogan via DQ in a WCW World Heavyweight title match in 8 minutes, 23 seconds. Hogan tossed the ref into the corner. The outsiders come out and the NWO start beating on Flair. The Horsemen and Sting and Luger come down to save the day. Nash looks like he may have blown his quad going over the top rope, getting his boot caught on the top rope as he bails out. Um, it all ended with like a little bit of shoving from flair and sting, but ultimately just like, I overall, the show itself gets a three and a half out of five. Now, Eric's made no secret that he hated doing the clash. There's only two more left under his leadership. It's not like they were going, doing that bad either. The show itself scored a 3.5 in the ratings with 2.2 million people viewing it from home and a $70,111 gate. Still, free pay-per-views would sue me to think of the past with only two more of these clashes available in 97 we'll cover them because of course i'm in a wcw mark so there you go nitro itself let's get to the actual reason you're here right the nitro recap it scores a three and a half to raw's 2.9 in the ratings war giving nitro its 10th win in a row yes i'm overselling that i don't care there were 5,850 people in attendance with 3,760 actually paying to be there. This is the night after SummerSlam 96, which had 17,000 in attendance. I was frankly expecting a better result in the ratings across the board. I mean, Raw did increase from 2 to 2.9, but I was kind of expecting Nitro to get a little bit of the wrestling rub. Kicked off uh, dumping, (laughs) the show kicked off dumping right into the first match as Jim Duggan defeats VK Wall Street in 5 minutes, 28 seconds. I gave that one a 3 out of 5. A surprisingly good match. Way, of course, too much of VK Wall Street messing around with the singlet, but overall, good match. Uh, Of course, the match ends with more ball tape, which Nick Patrick did take away, but then Rotunda gets his hands on it and starts wrapping up his fist. Duggan gets out yet more ball tape and nails Rotunda to get the W. Gene has an in-ring promo with Duggan afterwards. Duggan shoots on Terry hogan and macho comes out to interrupt Duggan surrenders his mic time and savage takes over as we get a flashback of hogan blasting him with the chair on last week's nitro which apparently gave him stitches in the back of his head i don't know macho tells us how flair ended up taking on hogan and not savage at the clash and now savage wants the giant what? I, where the why would you want the giant he's not the champion wouldn't you want the champion what the fuck is going on here After this, Chris Benoit with Miss Elizabeth and Woman defeats Earl Robert Eaton in four minutes, two seconds. I gave that one a two and a half out of five. A job match straight up for Eaton, but an okay match overall. A little heat at the start between Benoit and Woman, uh, probably due to the uh, failure at the Clash to remove Benoit's clothing on camera as seamlessly as it happens off, allegedly. Allegedly. Recap of the tag match from The Clash follows this, where Tony again insists that Booker was legal despite no tag being made. And then a recap of the Hogan flair ending. Gene has a locker room promo afterwards with Sting and Luger. They've got a surprise for the Horsemen for their match later tonight. I kept looking for what match the fuck they're talking about. Couldn't find one, but we'll just go with that. Scott Norton defeats Disco Inferno afterwards in four minutes, one second, two and a half out of five for that one. Disco tries to Macarena, kind of, at his entrance, and then just sort of gives up and goes back to doing his little hand dance. Disco, Jobs, and the announcers didn't even bother trying to kayfabe it, but he works the camera well, does Scott Norton, so who really cares, I guess. Gene backstage, this is the problem. If you don't build the lower card, no one's going to fucking care. And the mid-card can be as awesome as you want. But again, the crowd's dead, so they're going to have to work even harder. And by the time you get to the main event when the crowd is supposed to be, like, ready to explode, they're not. Ever. Anyways, after this, we get a Gene backstage problem with Teddy Long and Ice Train. What the fuck are Gene and Teddy standing on? Because Ice Train is way the fuck taller than these two shorties. This would be a shitty promo if it was done in front of 100 people at a bingo hall, live on national television to a show that's defeating the other wrestling promotion is a little bit embarrassing. After this, we get Dean Malenko defeating Lord Steven Regal in 8 minutes, 51 seconds. I gave that one a a 3.5 out of 5. Shivani tells us that The Clash will be replayed this Thursday. And when it actually got... the replay on thursday and of course there was no time announced either so when it replayed on thursday it was going head-to-head with the same shows it was going head-to-head with last week except this time it pulls a 4.7 i'll remind you it pulled a 3.5 in its initial airing oh jesus maybe you should have promoted it a little bit better considering throwing it out there once as a replay got you an extra 1.2 share holy shit there's about 180 drop-toe holds from Mr. Personality. Regal performs an Insiguri, which I said, what the actual fuck, too, because what? Right? Gene Rant promo afterwards with the four horsemen. Arn tells us that he doesn't need surprises. He's got the horsemen. I mean, All right? It was intense, though, as Arn Anderson usually is. Flair gets cut off by the start of the second hour, uh, the fireworks, and, of course, Eric Bischoff. Eric plugs two, hour two, before tossing the commercials. And back from the break, we get the Nasty Boys defeating the Public Enemy in four minutes, 26 seconds. Two out of five for that one. 80s Grunge versus 90 Grunge in a yet another clusterfuck of a match, allowing the producers to use their picture in picture technology. <laughs> Line of the Night honors go to Heenan, who claims Public Enemy should be embarrassed at being outsmarted by the Nasty Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Jesus. All right, in-ring promo afterwards with uh, the Nasty Boys and Gene Oracle. And Gene shoots on Nobbs, who in real world is friends with Hogan. Or at least he was until Hogan started fucking married women on camera and then crying in court when it backfired. To his credit, Nobbs turned it around and put himself over. Eric and Bobby then claim the WCW's here and ready for war, but there is no NWO. Eric's looking forward to Savage versus The Giant. Afterwards, you get Chavo Guerrero Jr. defeating Diamond Dallas Page in 4 minutes, 30 seconds. Gave that one 2 out of 5. Recap of the battle, brawl, battle, bowl, depending on who you're asking, match at the clash. And then the post-match beatdown. A decent match, actually. It ended with another post-match beatdown, but Chavo really performed well, as did DDP. Um, There is a post-match beatdown, like I said, thanks to Nick Patrick's belt, which DDP gets off of him lays a beating the and again i'm not trying to make this racial but i'm just saying that a white man grabbed a whip and started beating a mexican in the middle of the fucking ring jesus fucking christ i know it's the 90s but god damn it after this we get a gene rant promo with nick patrick why didn't you stop the beating and it, he actually did have a good kayfabe explanation for it. I'm just going to let you watch the, <laughs> watch the show to hear it. Because it is legitimately good, even though it does kind of make you laugh. All right. And then after this, we get World Tag Team Title Match Harlem Heat uh, with Colonel Robert Parker and Sister Sherry defeating the American... Oh, geez, You see? It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had one of our videos taken down on YouTube. I think, I think if you keep that going too long without me running my mouth... They're going to claim copyright again because the WWF owns this and apparently it's the only song I use that they have a problem with. For years I used wrestlers theme songs as part of the entrance and not one video gets blocked. Can you turn that down? (laughs) I used, for years I used wrestlers entrance videos as part of the entrance or the intro for this fucking show and never once got banned. But I use this song and all of a sudden we got a problem it's you problem YouTube what's up by the way I love your new fucking terms and conditions that you just sort of slammed in there email me if you got problems with the videos because apparently about 58 fucking commercials have been added to each one of them even the ones that have been demonetized so thank you very much YouTube that's why we're available on better platforms anyways <laughs> the Harlem Heat. turn it off they're really getting shit again thank you All right, four minutes, ten seconds. I gave it three and a half out of five. Uh, The males straight up create the DX entrance pose months before DX was ever formed. That's always awesome. Um, You know, it's funny because so many people really, really love to put over the DX as being innovators. And don't get me wrong. I was a big DX fan. I really was. But the fact of the matter is... That DX didn't invent everything, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I know. It's shocking. Um, Yeah, no, it's uh, Jesus Christ. Bagwell is on the heels of shooting another warrior movie where he's some sort of hacker slash assassin or some shit. Um, Of course, I am showing a picture, if you're watching on Facebook, of, uh, listen, Bagwell's a big dude and he's in great shape. But because he's been filming and not hitting the gym as religiously as he used to, he's getting a muffin top. That would embarrass one of the aforementioned bingo performers. So anyways, the match itself. uh, Oh, wait. Hold on. Before we get into the match itself. If you watch the entrance and, and the Harlem Heat coming down, pay special attention to Booker. If you've got HD, use your fucking HD instead of watching it on your fucking tablet or something. Is it just me, or was he using Sherry's moisturizing lotion? Because he was sparkly. Straight up sparkly. Now, uh, Riggs performs an amazing missile drop... Yes, I know, I'm aware that I did that a little too easily. Amazing missile drop kick from Riggs uh, during this match, and the finish, of course, of the match was excellent. Well-deserving of its three and a half out of five. Now it's time for the Flair and Anderson and Sting and Luger surprise match shenanigan, whatever the fuck it is, and now I understand why... There was no match in my rundown, so Flair and Anderson come down to the ring with Woman and Liz. Sting and Luger come down. Sting calls for the rest of the Horsemen to come on down. Now we go to a commercial break here, and Gene comes down to the ring with no blazer on because he's claiming that he was packing up his suitcase. I'm not sure why. Gene, I'm not sure why Gene's packing up his suitcase before the main event, but whatever. What the fuck do I know? I guess maybe if he didn't have anything booked, but. I mean, it's a surprise, but it's not it's a surprise from us. Not a surprise from anyways. He comes out of the ring no blazer on to conduct the promo. Sting cuts a very good promo, demanding that Flair and Savage sorry, Flair and Anderson join forces with Sting and Luger for war games. Arn's response about Luger's jiggling pecs was gold. Arn addressing Sting was also amazing flair gave the decision over to benoit and mongo to make the call benoit's response to this was fantastic mondo's response was actually pretty good too holy shit yes well deserving of the windows ta-da fucking hell this is a great promo start to finish with the exception of course of bischoff throwing his two cents in every few seconds like we forgot that he was there after this, we get an NWO promo. We're back to the black and white. Not grainy, but good. They claim to be in Italy near the Coliseum before throwing to the Denver Post building. The production team really had their work cut out for them assembling what they released into something interesting. Ultimately, it fell short. This is, again, what happens. Like Don't get me wrong. Hall and Nash will become better at these things, but at this point, they're really awful. Basically, it was just repeating... The same lines over and over and over and over about Sting and and Luger. Um, Sting's hair. I'm not sure if uh, Razor is one to talk with the fucking little Superman forelock. Nash having a beef with Luger's wrestling abilities. Didn't he blow out a fucking quad this week? Like I just, it was weird and it fell short and it's, When you're trying too hard, like when you're the new kid in school and you're really trying hard to be cool, and then it just fucking falls on its face. That's basically what we had here in a black and white promo. After this, we get The Giant with Jimmy Hart. Just Annihilation match with Savage. Actually, it was no match at all. It was a no contest. The rundown I got claimed that The Giant won via DQ. That would be true if the bell was ever rung. I was listening really close, and no bell ever rang to sort of match. So, we get the Giant versus Randy Savage that ends in a no contest that even the announce team tells us is a no contest. Thank you, run down. Savage blasts the Giant with a chair during the Giant's entrance. Love the spot where the Giant press slams his opponents into the ring over the top rope from the outside. At some point during this match bischoff claims that they have wakened the sleeping giant and that his name is the giant jesus fucking christ what? i mean fuck it forget it Hart comes into the ring with the chair savage just takes it from him lays waste of the dungeon of doom before bailing running to the back giant impressively leaps over the top rope and sprints to the back after savage Leaving the announced team, Eric and Bobby, to recap the whole thing, which is pretty useless considering it just happened. Eric tries to put over his, if the giant gets a hold of him, he'll eat him line again. They do manage to confirm the Flair, Anderson, Sting, and Luger versus the NWO Games uh, match in the wrap-up, which was actually good that they got one of the matches out of the way for the next pay-per-view. It'd be nice to know if Hogan's in that match or if it's just the Outsiders because they kept saying it's the Outsiders but then in the recap Eric and Bobby said it was against the NWO so it'd be nice to know if it was like the Outsiders and two guests or if it's the Outsiders and Hulk Hogan which is as far as we know the entirety of the NWO or if it's maybe WGW's clever little way of exposing the fourth member I'm giving him a lot of credit here aren't I yeah I really it's, it, it's uh, that's an awful lot of planning for what we've been witnessing <laughs> lately uh you know the thing is it was a decent show it wasn't great it wasn't bad uh i listen uh did it defeat raw yeah and will it defeat raw against next week well yeah of course it will because there is no <laughs> Raw next week <laughs> so they really don't have to do much to defeat him next week uh, there you go uh, but the ratings do go up next week, so I guess with all the goofy shenanigans and everything, it went over with the loud, live audience. I, I gave it 3 out of 5. I, I feel like I'm being fair to give it 3 out of 5. But of course, I mean, you can always email me at mlrmarkout at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at MarkoutRadio or uh, on Facebook on the Markout Radio page. And let me know if you disagree or if you've got your own thoughts on it. That's fine you got your own thoughts. You're entitled. Well, that was an abortion of a show. Should the mood take you, check out markoutradio.com and leave a comment. You can also find links there to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Stitcher channels. You can even leave a voicemail on our Skype. Just click the links and share them.